think I made mention of the fact that uh, I was dealing with a, I was interested in discussing a, a, a very amazing Shaila that, that came my way, but I was waiting for responses from Gedola Yisrael so that I could do a decent job of discussing it. So Baruch Hashem, this week I had the opportunity to uh, meet with Rav Asher Weiss and uh, get his take on it. He was very intrigued by this question. And I got a tshuva from Rav Yitzhak Zilberstein this week. And we had an opportunity to discuss it briefly with Rav Shefter as well. So uh, the Gedolim have weighed in. So I'll share with you. First, I have to share with you what the Shaila is. Someone came over to me this week and said, well, what is it? What's so here's the Shaila. Um, I'm going to leave out some pertinent details because the person writes that I should leave out pertinent details. Okay. Um, this fellow writes from an out-of-town community, very out-of-town um, and he writes that he works with a Kirov organization. And now I'll, I'll go, those are as many details I'm going to give you. But uh, here's the Shiloh. There's a Kohen who grew up very traditional, Svartic style, in a small town in our area. Over there he got married to a very nice lady with a cons- by a conservative rabbi. The problem is she's not Jewish. Many years went by and he had children and grandchildren. Interestingly, all of his non-Jewish kids married Jewish women, so all of his grandkids are Jewish. Amazing, no? Here is where it gets complicated. He was Choser B'Chuba a few years ago and realized the problem. Meaning, what's the problem? He's married to a guy, that's obviously a problem, but you know, beyond that, even if she wants to convert, he's a Kayin, so he can't be married to her. So even if she becomes a Gioras, he can't be married to her. She wants to convert and actually attends Shiurim on a daily basis. On a, the woman on a daily basis. Has a kosher home. They're both Shomer Shabbos. Not sure if she actually does some kind of Chil Shabbos to avoid doing the whole thing, right? Because we know Goyesha Shabbos is Chayv Misas. And normally prior to the Gerus, they tell the person that they should be, uh, that they should be Mechal Shabbos. I remember my father-in-law told me he was once talking to someone who uh, was in the process of Gerus. And the person said... The, the, my, father-in-law, my father-in-law was just, the person looked like a regular from person and as they were talking the person said oh yeah by the way I'm a guy and uh, you know, I'm just in the process so he said oh so like, what do you do on Shabbos what, like, what's your thing he says yeah a couple of minutes after Shkia I just uh, you know I turn on a light, I light a fire I light a match a couple of minutes after Shkia on Friday night that's, that's the thing that I do so my father-in-law happens to be a big Bucky in Zmanim so he was able to list off dozens of Shitos that hold that a couple of minutes after Shkia is not Shabbos yet and that he better push it to a couple couple of hours after Shkia. Okay, but be that as it may, um, he, so he, we're not sure whether she, presumably she's Mechal Shabbos once over Shabbos. He davens three times a day in a shul, attends shiurim, etc. The thing is, he once attended a shir on Yevamos and heard the heter that a Pitsua Daka Kohen can marry a Gioras. What's a Pitsua Daka? Crushed testicles. Kohen with crushed testicles is allowed to marry a Gioras. He's consulting with doctors to perform a non-reversible vasectomy so that he's included in this category. And then his wife could, in theory, convert and they could finally live beheter. The question is, so what's the shayla? <laughs> it's certainly usher to get a vasectomy, right? That's an isr. We'll, we'll discuss what the isr is. So what's the shayla? Right? If he asks, may I get a vasectomy, the answer would be, uh, let me think, no. Right? You can't. It's usher. So what's the shaila? So the shaila is being asked not by the guy. He's doing this on his own. The shaila is asked not by the surgeon. The surgeon is the guy. The shaila is asked by the rabbanim in the neighborhood. He's, he's going and doing this on his own. 
He's mentioned that he has these plans, but he's doing this on his own. So what should our reaction be? How much should we discourage this? Should we threaten that we're not going to convert his wife if he does this? I mean, it's a very, uh, there's, a, there's only one show in town in terms of Rabbanim to go to for conversion, so they sort of have control over the community. So should we threaten, listen, there's not going to be a gayrus if you do this. What should be our attitude towards someone doing a blatant or to try to fix a mistake he did when he wasn't aware of how big a deal it was? Meaning, he got married 40 years ago or 50 years ago when he was a young man, having no idea that it was a big deal to marry a non-Jew. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't really observant of anything. It's a very sensitive issue for him, and it's been very complicated in terms of how the community deals with it, as well as how the community deals with her and with his children. And going forward, if he does this, what about Duchening? What about an Aliyah? What about you know, treating him like a Kohen in general? You hear the Shaila? That's a good one, right? So uh, I, I knew Rav Zilberstein would be excited by this one. So, uh, and he was. He, he gave a whole shir in, in his kolel last week. Um, I think about Rav Zilberstein, very often his answers, like I, I don't really, um, like his style is so different from what I'm used to. Like I mentioned many times that like, the answers are not exactly the way I would have uh, imagined my own Rebbeim approaching the sugya, but he says at least one thing in every tshuva that at least puts a smile on your face. He's such a, I don't know if you could use a chutzpah to call him such a delicious Jew, but like, <laughs> there's, there's always something that puts such a smile on your face. So this one, it just it was the date, the way he dated the tshuva. The siyata d'shmaya yom gimel the seder kol mum lo yibo. That's how he dated the tshuva. It's Tuesday on the week of Kol Mum Lo Yeba. <laughs> so, okay, very cute. So, Bezi or Anyway, so let's discuss. So, what, what do we have to, uh, what, are we, what are the issues? Whenever you deal with the Shaila of any kind, you have to first identify what the issues are. What sugyas do I need to learn in order to be able to answer this Shaila? Now, first of all, if this guy is going to violate an Isser um, anyway, why, why, did, why is he getting a vasectomy? Let him just violate the Isser of being married to a guy or. Being married to uh, Gioras. Uh, so he's obviously weighing his Isurim. And he's obviously thinking to himself, well, getting a vasectomy is just one time, one Isur. I've done a lot of bad things in my life. I'm ready to do one more, and then the rest of my life I can be Bashalom and Bashalom, and everything will be fine. As opposed to having a guilty conscience every single day for the rest of his life that he's married to a guy. So he, he's, and he's not divorcing her. That's not, it's not on the table. That's not, that's not in the, it's not, not one of his options. It's not one of, in, in his mind. So, uh, so what are the issues over here? So what, what sugis do I need to learn about in order to be able to answer this question intelligently? So there are a lot. What do I need to learn about to answer this question intelligently? So, well, let's, let's make it broader than that. What is the issue of getting a vasectomy? How big of an issue is it? How many isurim is it? What? So it is a, it's, it's done as a form of birth control. Um, when a couple has decided that, I'm, I'm talking about in secular society, it's not done in orthodox circles because it's also, but it's, it's done as a form of birth control. Instead of having to, in secular society, instead of having to worry about uh, a woman remembering to take a pill or a man remembering a condom or things like that, so they just, it's like once they're done having children, so he gets a vasectomy and then they never have to think about it again. Good. So it's a surgical procedure. You could look it up online. They go through details of many. There are a few different ways to do it. Maybe the, how they do it makes makes a difference. Okay, but what what exactly is the iser? How big of an iser is it? How many isurim is it? Is it an iser daraisa or is it only an iser drabanan? Whose iser is it? 
What do I mean? Who's this? Who is it? The doctor of the patients, right? So that's that's uh, that, that's one issue. But really, that's the second issue. Before that, even before that point, we have to question: Is his cheshbon correct? Is someone who gets a second? Is it true that a pitzua daka is just a lot of marrying gioris? That a coin pitzua daka has no problem, and no, he's allowed to marry gioris. That is no big deal. Is that is it, meaning he? Not every time you go to a gemara shir and you hear something in the gemara shir isn't necessarily Allah lemaisa. So he attended a shir mesechas yivamos. He heard something and he said, "Oh, that sounds good." So is it, is that true Allah lemaisa? So that's really issue number one. Issue number two is the defining what the issue is. Issue number three. Let's take into account what his other options are. What's his other option? Stay married to a non-Jew. How bad of an issue is that? So, right, so, so our immediate reaction, what are you talking about, Rabbi? That's the worst thing in the whole entire world. Right, so is it really on a halachic level the worst thing in the whole entire world? Or is that just, not just, or is that only that which destroys Klal Yisrael, and therefore we view it as the worst thing in the entire world, but in terms of, on a personal halachic level, maybe not the worst, the, the most chamerdike iser in the entire world. Oh yeah, it, it, there's records of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow, interesting. Napoleon Sanhedrin was uh, right, a very interesting group. I mean, it wasn't yeah. all. Uh, no, no, no. But, no, 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 no. but David Zinsheim was this, the. Yeah, yeah. So he was the one who wrote that. Who wrote that really? Case. Wow, interesting. Okay, um, you know the Chassam Sofer's Hesped for Rav Zinsheim. Chassam Sofer gave a Hesped for Rav Yosef Zinsheim. Rav Yosef Zinsheim was appointed Rosh Sanhedrin for Napoleon Sanhedrin. Um, and uh, some Sofer said, I think it was Parshas, uh, I guess it was Parshas Vayigash, uh, and some Sofer said that, uh, you know, the Pasuk says that Yosef to- tells his brothers, go back to tell Yaakov that I'm alive, and that your son Yosef is alive, that he rules over all of Mitzrayim. And some Sofer said, why does Yaakov, is that the first thing Yaakov wants to know? Doesn't he want to know that you still your Eshemayim? Do, do you have kids? Do you teach them Torah? Do you, uh, you, know, do you live the lifestyle of uh, Ben Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov? Yaakov cares about his political authority right now. So he says, no, the Peshat is, he knew that Yosef had to relate to Mitzrayim in one way or another. But there are two ways that could go. Mitzrayim could rule over him, or he could rule over Mitzrayim. So he says, he sent the message back, Moshel Mitzrayim. So he says, just like Yosef at Sadiq was Moshel Bechol Eretz Mitzrayim, if Yosef Zinsayim was given all the covenant in the world, they gave him, Napoleon handpicked him as the uh, Rosh Sanhedrin, so you might think Napoleon ruled over him, Moshel. Yosef was, uh, was Moshel. Anyway, that was a nice hospital of some sort. Yosef Zinsayim was just in the news recently because uh, Yeshiva University had his ksavim and they were worth like hundreds of thousands of dollars and they, gave, they gifted them to the family. So it was like a uh, good PR for YU. Okay, so the, the um, all right, so, so what's, what, what other issues do we have? So, the, so, so far we have three. Fourth I- I- issue is, um, how do you measure Isurim when you're dealing with, um, you know, even, let's assume they're even in terms of mar- being married to a guy and getting a vasectomy. But is that true? Is that a fair cheshbon to say, well, this is a one-time thing and that's a constant thing and therefore that makes it worse? Or is that just something that, you know, that, that calms his guilty conscience, but it's not really a thing? Is that actually a thing in halacha, that doing something more often or on a constant basis 
makes it more intense. Yeah. No, because it's not an iser to be; it's an iser to get. It's, but it's not. But it's not. Meaning, there's no iser to be a pitzuadaka. The iser is to make yourself a to be misares oneself. Right. He's he's not already married. He's I mean he's already living with a guy. But that's not Shevi Altas. Every time he comes home, every time he sleeps with her, every time you know he continues to live with her, it's it's not Shevi Altas. So um, then you have, from the Rabbanim's perspective, to what extent, if you know that someone's planning an Avera, do you have an obligation to stop them? And to what extent are you allowed to take in the greater good? Um, or the what might be the best case scenario, even though they're doing an Avera? And then you just have to consider broader community, family issues, precedent setting, things like that. So yeah, no big deal, right? So these are the issues that we have to work with. So let's try to see if we can get through as many of them as we can. Uh, normally I leave it up to you guys to choose which issue to deal with first, but I think we're just going to try to plow through, through in order. So you'll forgive me for skipping the five minutes where I ask you which one, oh, that one, that one. Okay. Hetar daka to to Gioris. The Pasuk in Chumash, Dvarim Perachav Gimel, says, Lo yavo daka Hashem. A Petzua daka is not allowed to marry Bikal Hashem, which means, yeah, Petzua daka may be allowed to marry Gioris, but a Petzua daka is not allowed to marry a regular Israeli. So apparently Petzua Daka messes up his yichos pretty badly because he's not allowed to marry a regular regular person. This is Daraisa. The Gemara in Yavama Stafayin Vav discusses whether he's, whether a Kohen is a Petzua Daka is allowed to marry Gioras. It depends on, the Gemara seems to say, it depends on Bikdu Shasei Ka'i or Lav Bikdu Shasei Ka'i. Does he retain his level of Kedusha or does he leave the level of Kedusha? Does he no longer have that level of Kedusha? So there is a machlokas we showed him had a paskin over here. The Rambam in Isuri Bia Perkazayin Alachal from Beis writes he can marry a Gioras that he can marry a Gioras not a Mamzeres. So sort of uh, he hasn't totally ruined his ichos but enough that he's allowed to marry a Gioras. The Rivet says nah, even a Mamzeres anyone who's not bekal Hashem that's that's mutter to him. Petzur Adachin can marry Gioras Mamzeres yeah. Right, but is it just the issue of he can have bia, so the issue of, uh, of, of of being with them, of sleeping with them. There's a Balamar in the eighth part of, of Yavamas and Chavdalar and Beis Midape Arif, where he says that he still retains some level of kedushas kuhuna, and it's also lecharchila to marry Gioras. That yeah, but yeah, but if he marries Gioras, he's not going to make them get divorced. But lecharchila, he's not allowed to marry Gioras. Whoa! So if you pass him like that, Balamar, then you know, then then we're done over here. This whole cheshbon that he had doesn't get off the ground because the whole thing was that it's going to be mutter for him. Well, no, it won't. It won't be mutter for him. But we don't pass like that. Balamar la alacha shulchanarch nevnezer simin hey passings like the Rambam. He's allowed to marry Gioras, not a mamzeres, but yes, a Gioras. The Rama passings like the Ravid and the Gra like the Ravid. That even a mamzeres he's allowed to marry, but again, that's irrelevant because over here he doesn't want to marry a mamzeres. He wants to marry Gioras. He wants to first make his wife a Gioras, then marry her. So marry a Gioras, and therefore luchora um, he's correct in his cheshbon. Now the chalkas mechokek and Ebenezer Simonhei just points out that when the kohen loses his kedusha by becoming a pesudaka, he he loses his kedusha entirely. The chalkas mechokek holds, which means if a guy doesn't have kedusha kuna, he can no longer duchen. He no longer gets the first aliyah. He's allowed to visit a cemetery. The Yisra of Tumas Kohanim is not going to apply to him. Meaning, he can actually be mechalal his kuhuna entirely by becoming a Petzua Daka. 
The Karinora dis- disagrees. Karinora in his commentary to Yivamas over there says, no, 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 this is only about a Giyores. And Beishmuel also, Nebuchadnezzar Simonei, says he's not allowed to marry a Grusha. He says, no, the, 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 it's not that uh, all the Yisuri Kohanim go away, it's just for Giyores, that he's allowed to marry Giyores. Whichever way you want to slice it, though, for our guy, that's all he wants to do is marry Giyores, so Lechari should be okay. Love Dafka. Love Dafka. We'll have to see what exactly the issue is marrying Nanju. If he's married to a Grusha, yeah. that, that it would do that, right? Well, he would not be allowed to do it. It's it's at least a debate. We have to we have to figure out whether it's what it does to him and and how bad of an issue it is. It's ironic because you know it turns out that on a certain halachic level it may turn out that it's worse for him to be married to a grusha than to be married to a guy. Now obviously on a Klal Yisrael level, like we said before, being married to a guy is the worst thing in the world, right? There, were, there was someone that once suggested, Rabbi Yaakov Kabanetsky, Rabbi Natanel Wiederblank told me, that there was someone that suggested to Rabbi Yaakov Kabanetsky once that if you have a situation where a couple is not going to observe Taras HaMashpacha, the woman is not going to go to the mikvah, better to encourage the guy to marry a guy. Someone said to Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, why? Because Anida is an Israkaris. Marrying a guy, we'll see, may not be quite that level of Isr. So maybe lower level of Israkaris. So Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, of course, said that's ridiculous. That's a, it's, marrying a guy is the worst thing in the world. It ruins Kali Yisrael Dore Doros. But in terms of the Chomer HaIsr, that, that, was, that was the Cheshbin. Um, now, the Chesam Sofer has a tshuva in Ebenezer Chelechal of Simen Yadalid, where he points out that since the Shulchanarach Paskins, that if a vasectomy is reversed, he goes back to being a kosher Kohen, any time a vasectomy has the possibility of being reversed, this won't work. He's not going to be allowed. Because if it has the possibility of being reversed, then it will be a Glory Muslim Afreya when it is reversed that he was kosher the whole time. Because it wasn't a permanent, it wasn't a permanent vasectomy. So that that's why this guy was careful to write in his email that the person has looked into doing a non-reversible vasectomy. That a dafka has to be non-reversible. If it's reversible, it's going to be trouble according to some software. So that's issue number one. So is he correct in his cheshbon that if he gets the vasectomy and it's non-reversible, that he's allowed to marry Gioras? Yes, correct. He heard a gemara shir. It was correct la'alacha. Issue number two. The Isra of Sirus. So, what exactly is the Isra of getting a vasectomy? So, it's a Pasuk by Yikra Perech of Beis, next week's Parsha. Umach v'chasus v'natak v'karas lo sakrivu l'Hashem uva'artzacham lo sasu. What's the Pasuk talking about? You know, that'd be Masari, it's a carbon. Can't take a carbon and perform a Sirus on a carbon. And the understanding is that if it applies to the animal, it applies to the human as well. They're not allowed to be Messiah's person either. That's how the Rishonim understand. That's how the Gemara understands. Now, neutering pets. neutering pets we've discussed, yes. I mean, when did we discuss that? With the, oh, but we also had a shear here about neutering pets. With the blind woman, I think, right? Or something like that. Needed the service dog. Right. So we discussed neutering pets. Um, now, does that issue apply to a guy? So, Sanhedrin Dafnun Vav, Machlokas, whether it applies to a guy or not. Machlokas Rishonim, whether the Yisra applies to a guy. Why does it matter over here whether it applies to a guy? This guy's a Jew. Doctor? The doctor. The doctor's a guy. If it applies to a guy, what's the Jew violating when he asks the doctor to do this? <coughs> With Naive. 
if it doesn't apply to a guy, what's the Jew violating when he asks the doctor to do this? Amir Lakum. Drabana. So big difference. Livniver Daraisa or Amir Lakum Drabana. So how do we pass him? Does it apply to a guy or not? Says the Beishmuel, Ebenezer, Simon Hesif, Katan Tazayin. Don't know. Still undecided. Too even of Machlokas for us to have uh, been Machria. Says the Aruch Shulchan, don't worry, Ani Achria, I'll, I'll take care of it. It's, it's Mutter. Meaning not Mutter. It's, there's no way around the guy. The issue does not apply to a guy. Rav Asher Weiss told me this week he, he was under the impression like the Aruch HaShulchan that we pass in the Yisra of Sirius does not apply to a guy. Yeah? Ah, machlokas. Machlokas achronim, whether Amir Lakum applies to Shari Surim or only Surah Shabbos. If you ask a guy to do any Isra that you're not allowed to do, is that just a din by Shabbos or is that a din everywhere? So further, not just as it's a din everywhere, but you know, further further discussion. Yeah. Yeah, to do for you. To do for you. If it's something that is mukhuyivin. Right, so it would only be with me if it's something that he's that he's mechuyevin. It's an interesting discussion. Tos and Shabbos and Tav Gimel about uh, with me by a guy. But okay, but let's assume yes. So Aruch Shulchan says that it's it's mutter for the guy to do to be misaris. Yes, Aruch Shulchan says mehesiv Is there an iser to be misuras? Meaning to do a sirus is an iser. Is there an iser to get a sirus? What? A bit of he's, he's old, he had his children already. In Israel, to be Misuras. So you would think, that's got to be the worst, right? Meaning that has to be, you can't go get a vasectomy. It's interesting, Milchaschinuch, in Mitzvah Reish writes, Ach, im echad sires es chavero. If someone is Misari, somebody else. After bin Nikif Matsinu, what's Nikif? Sugi Misachas Makos. Makif pas Roshchem, not not Makif Nikif from Babasu Davdal. Nikif from what? Right. We talk about two people in terms of cutting off the pace. The guy giving the haircut and the guy getting the haircut. So you're not allowed to cut off someone's pace. So don't be a barber who cuts off someone's pace. Right? What about getting a non-Jewish barber to cut off your pace? So that's a whole sugi maseches makos that there mezniser echel makif echel nikav says him in chaschinuch after benikav matzinu da nikav chayif imisayeya if the nikav just leans his head a little bit he does any sort of action to be misayeya he's also going to be chayif kumvor brahman perik yud beis meyakum alacha alif kan lo matzinu zeh tahanisras ya over. We don't find over here that the guy who's getting the sirus, who's receiving the sirus, is over on anything. Says the Minchas Chinuch. Wow! Why yes? He's not doing anything. He's asleep. I hope. (laughs) Right? He's he's not doing anything. (laughs) Ah, so what is it? Tamir Lakum. Right? If if the guy is not Mukhiv himself, it's Amir Lakum. If the guy is Mukhiv himself, it's it's Lufnaive. So then you get into the question, does Amir Lakum apply by Shari Sum? Now it happens when Milchaskinu goes on to say that he thinks it's Tali in two days in the Rashi and Makos, whether there's Nisra and the Nisras or, or not, but he thinks Pashtas is that there's not. Uh, Ravasha told me that there are Achronim that argue with Milchaskinu, but I forgot who he said, so I didn't get a chance to, 
I mean, not, I didn't get a chance. I didn't know where to look because I wasn't taking notes. I was too embarrassed to sit there taking notes as he was talking the whole time. But, you know, in a Baishal I'm the right. Okay. Isrin Yisrin Lagai. Right? Next issue. Is, is, is there an Isra to be married to a non-Jew? So, what would the Isra be? Where in the Torah does it say you cannot be married to a non-Jew? It's a hard one, right? It's not so fashion. So, it says, Los is Chatin Bam. You cannot be married to them. Tzvarim Perek Zayin. Parashat Veschalim. Los is Chatin Bam. So, Gemara Vodzor Daflam Vavim Beisaz Machlokas. Who is the Bam? Who is the them? Is it only Zayin Amim, or the only the seven nations that inhabited Eretz Canaan before we showed up, or is it every guy? Says Machlokas Rambam Yisuri Bia Parikid Beis Alachal Paskins like Rav Shum Bar Yochai that applies to every guy, but the Rambam says only Derech Ishus. Meaning, on a one-time basis to sleep with a guy, no Isudaraisa, but Derech Ishus to play house with a guy, right? To pretend that your husband and wife. That's Nisdaraisa Vosatin Bab. Says the tour of Nazarim Tazayin, no. What does the word Sishatain mean? Tishatain. Don't be married. Can you marry a guy? It's not a marriage. There's no Kiddushin on a guy, there's no Tfisas Kiddushin. No, says the tour, you know what it must be referring to? The Zayin Amim after they convert. So there's Marriage, but there's nisr. Even after they convert, like the chum that only applies zayinam after they convert. So machlok is rishonim. Whether los ischatin bam is nisr is the isr of marrying a guy. Okay, let's assume for a moment it's not. Let's assume like the tour. What other isr might there be? So one isr might be parshas pinchas. Well, not parshas pinchas, but what pinchas did. Bolaram is kanayim pogimbo. Well, is that an iser? Bolaram is kanayim pogimbo means you see a guy sleeping with an Arami woman right there in the middle of the Machne Israel. You can take your spear and go and kill him. Both. Right there on the spot. So what does that have to do with the iser? So Pashtus is, if they're allowed to kill the person who's doing it, that he's doing an iser daraisa. Where the Yisra Daraisa is, I don't know, but he's got to be doing the Yisra Daraisa if you're allowed to kill him. Now, Kanoim Pogumbo is, is somewhat limited. It only applies when it's done before Hesia. It only applies while the act is still ongoing. And only applies if, uh, so, at least some hold only with Hasra. And it's Halacha Ve'ein Morin came. If someone were to ask, hey, I have a Shaila, am I allowed to kill them? The answer is no. It's only when Kanoim Pogumbo, when it's a reaction. Now, the cheshvin that, that the achrona make is that if a kanai can kill the person, then there must be some onesh. For the, what if there's no kanai there to see the, the isr? So now all of a sudden there's no onesh whatsoever. It's totally fine. So it has to be that there's an onesh. So it must be that there's an isr karis. That's what they assume. But maybe even that onesh, the isr karis, is only if it's done before hesya. Not if it's done b'tzinnah, because that's the case of Kedar and Pogamos when it's done b'fresh. If you hear a rumor that someone might be sleeping with an Aramis, you're not allowed to go break into their home and Kedar and Pogambo. It's only when it's b'fresh that you're allowed to do it. So, Chalkas Mechokek, and this is the sheet of, in Ebenezer Tazayin, of Katan Hay, and this is the sheet of the Numuka Yosef in Sanhedrin Pebez, holds that it's only Chayiv Kares if it's done publicly. Rabbeinu Nisim in Sanhedrin, he leaves it a suffix, and the Beishmuel in Ebenezer, 
And the Bach Nebuchadnezzar and the Drisha Nebuchadnezzar on Simitah Zayin say even B'tzinah it's going to apply. However, Maram Shik writes in a couple of tshuvas, and I saw these Maram Kamos in an article written by Rabbi, Rabbi Bleich about marrying non-Jews. Uh, Maram Shik in a tshuva Nebuchadnezzar Simitah Lamed Zayin and Simitah Kuflin Hay writes that if a guy marries a non-Jew, then it's Farhesia. I, he's not sleeping with her in middle of Times Square. He's not sleeping with her in public. Why is that called Farhesia? Everybody knows. Everybody knows that they're married. They're not keeping it a federal secret that they're married. Everyone knows that they're married. Yeah, yeah. So one time may not be, and that's Bitsina, may not be, would not be, at least wouldn't be this Isra in a Khanami. But, but over here, the guy wants to be married to his wife. So it would be considered Farhesia and would therefore be included in this Isr, L'Chora. Um, the Raya, by the way, that it's considered Farhesia is Sanhedrin Ayindalid. What's going on in Sanhedrin Ayindalid? Esther. The Gemara says, What's, what about Esther? Esther Farhesia. What do you mean? Esther slept with Achashverosh publicly? How crass was, uh, was, was Achashverosh? Can that be? No, what it means is, everyone knew about it. And if everyone knows about it, then that's called Farhesia. A third possible Isser, Lo Kadesh. Prostitution is Asa. So how do you define prostitution? Major Machlok is Ramam Raiden. person on a one-time basis just uh, sleeps with somebody. So is that a violation of Lo Kadesh of Lo Kadesh? Or is it only when you're Mafkiratzma, a woman is Mafkiratzma, that's a violation of Lo Kadesh, that whoever is willing to pay she is willing to give her services, right? A pashas is that living according to Olishon, living in a committed, ongoing relationship, would not be a violation of lo yekadesh lo siyekadesha. It's so interesting. Rav Sachs likes to quote a Chosen Yosef. Now the the uh, I was listening to his kiddushin shiurim from last year, um, and he, he he was saying that smachlok uh, is from Ban and Tosfos about why an Evid Ivri is allowed to to marry a shivcha kananis. Is allowed to have children with the Shivcha Kananis. So is it a reflection of a Kenyan Iser, that the Ebed Ivri has a different status, that the, there's a Kenyan Mamon, that you can make the Ebed Ivri work for you, plus there's a Kenyan Iser, that he has a status where he's allowed to marry a Shivcha Kananis? Or is it all just a Kenyan Mamon? What you have in Ebed Ivri is that he's allowed to work for you. Elamai, he can work for you at night also by making babies for you. But it's all a Kenyan Mamon. So the Avni Milum says, Kenyan Mamon? You're allowed to violate the Iser of marrying a guy? Of sleeping with a guy for a Kenyan mamon? What, can you eat cheeseburgers because of a Kenyan mamon? How you let a violated servants of a Kenyan mamon? So in Chosin Yosef, he writes that, that the Isser of marrying a guy is not an Isser of marrying a guy, it's an Isser of Lo Yekadesh. It's an Isser, and what's Lo Yekadesh? To make your Bia Bias Hefker. To make a bia, whatever. You know, just be flippant about bia. That's the issue. But if there is a halachic context within which you're having the bia, well, then it's not an issue. So it would come out that if he's an eved and the master is giving him to a shipcha within the context of his avdus, there's a halachic context for that bia. Mimela, there's no issue, because what's the issue? You know, we're so trained to think marrying guys is the worst thing in the world. We tear Kriya, we sit Shiva, someone intermarries. And, and that's right, and we do, and we did, and historically that's what... The, right? 
Because for Klal Yisrael, it's the worst thing in the world. But on, 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 a, on, on a micro level, in terms of the Chomer Iser, maybe not. It's at least in the Sidrabanan level. Gemara Sanhedrin Pebe is based in Shrek Hashmanoim, at least made a Gezeira, Biyam Nachris, at least in the Sidrabanan, to be married to a guy. Fine. So now where are we? What is a guy, what are his choices? He could get himself a vasectomy, and that is what kind of Iser? It depends. If you hold, like the Minchas Chinuch, that there's no Iser on him, it's only Iser on the person doing the procedure. And you hold that a guy is not Mitzvah and Sirus like the Aruch HaShulchan, then all he's violating is Amir Lakum to Rabbana. So it would be in Isid Rabbana. And if he doesn't do it and he stays married to a Gaya, it might also only be a Drabana. The worst of air in the whole world, but, but only a Drabana. Ironically. Yeah. She's not Zainam, she's not. Um, what do you mean? In terms like, of. Like, What's that is to? Like Christians have. Oh, the notes from have. Yeah, okay. So I mean, whether she, but she's not. She, she's not an de Zara. Whatever it is, she's not an de Zara. She's 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 observing Judaism. She wants to become a Jew. She believes in, in the Rebbeinu Shalom. Yeah. Uh, because any any person marrying non-Jew could there be a separate issue for a Uh Why? The the, the reason. Might have had relations with Alma. No? So isn't that true if she's still a non-Jew? Also? It would it would it would um it would passel her Lakuhuna, but I don't think I don't think it, it's Mikhail him. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. So one second, next issue now. Quantity. Had do we measure quantities of mitzvahs or do we measure the 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 ongoing effect of a mitzvah? Minchaschinuch writes by Mezuzah. Spending money on mitzvahs, you never have to spend more than twenty percent of your money on mitzvahs, unless it's mezuzah. You got to spend more than twenty percent of your money on mezuzah. What? Why? What's what's special about mezuzah? It's twenty four seven. It's constant. So even though it's just regular mitzvah say, but it's always. So it's mitzvah say now and now and now and now and now and and that that makes it so much more serious. That intensifies the mitzvah. There is an entire essay Rav Yosef Engler has in Lekach Tov Simen Tezvav about whether we measure quantity versus quality of mitzvahs, based on a run. It's really based on a run in Masechus Yuma. At the end of Yuma, the run has a discussion. Let's say the run says, I'm not going to give Rav Yosef Engel's 18 examples, but I'm just, we'll give the run that he starts with. The run says, let's say you have a case where a guy goes to a doctor, he's ill, and the doctor says, you need to eat meat in order to get better, and you need to do it right now. You need to eat meat. But right now is Shabbos. He's going to die if he doesn't eat meat. So he needs to eat meat right now. So he opens up his fridge, and all he has is nevela. So what does he do? Well, if that's all he has, then he eat nevela, because it saves his life, right? But then he remembers, he looks out in his backyard, and that cow is still there. His pet cow is still in his backyard. Mooing around, walking around. Right? So now he has a second option. What's his second option? Shech the cow. But it's Shabbos. 
So the halach is machinu so akalakal tchili. Do the lesser iser first. What's the lesser iser? Eating the vela or shechting the cow? Well, shechting the cow on Shabbos is chil Shabbos chayv skila. Eating the vela is a los hasei chayv malkus. It's a regular lav. So what's the worse avera? Shechting the cow is the worse avera. Definitely eat the nevela. But the doctor said you have to eat 30 kizesim of nevela. Now what? Says the Ran B'Shem the Ravid, Shech the cow. Why? Because if you Shech the cow, you're doing one iser. A big one, but one iser. You eat the nevela, every kazais is another iser, you're doing 30 yisurim. The sheer quantity of yisurim can outweigh the quality of the iser. It makes it a more intense iser. So the guy's cheshven may not be all that off. I'll do Kroshivcha, even if, even if, you want to assume that this is Daraisa and that marrying a guy is Darabana, which is a big if. More likely marrying a guy is Daraisa and this is Darabana. But even if it's the reverse, that's going to be every day for the rest of my life. This is, this is just right now. And there are many, many rayas to this Yisod. The Rav and Perish Mashai said, call if you rova so you have $100 to give to Tzedakah. Rav says, don't give $100 at once, give $1 at a time, 100 times, because quantity of mitzvahs, the amount of mice mitzvahs you can accumulate, many, 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 many rays. Yes, you got to look at Revius Vengel, Lekach Tov And then you have, to what extent do you have to tell a person, don't do the Avera? He's doing it on his own. Do I have to stop him knowing that it's probably the best thing for him? So you have this, this, this actually comes up all the time. A girl comes to the rabbi, and says, Rabbi, I uh, you know, live on a college campus, um, not, not Landers or Yeshiva University or whatever. I live on a college campus where uh, everything goes, co-ed dorms and whatever. And, you know, I have a Yetzir Hara and I, but uh, Baruch Hashem, I have a boyfriend and he's Jewish and, you know, we live together. The Baruch Hashem in the first two parts, but, you know, we, 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 we live together. Shall I go to Mikvah? We're not married. Should I go to mikvah? So what do you tell her? If she goes to the mikvah, she's tahora. Panoya bala pnuya. In a committed relationship, probably not even in a sudaraisa. It's not even l'siyat kadesha. It's bad. Not the yeshivish thing to do. If she doesn't go to the mikvah, it's an isukaris every single time. But we're going to open what kind of... We're going to open the mikvah for single girls? So Rav Shechtel once had this situation. He told the girl, put on a shaitel and a wedding band, and the mikvah can't open for you if you're single. But you don't have to let them know you're single. Okay. It means you kind of violate the lesser issue. It's amazing that people like this ask shaitels. Rav Shechtel once got a shaitel from a prostitute. Girls around from a prostitute. Crazy. Asking shaitels. The recorders in front of me. Okay. <laughs> but you have these kinds of questions. I mean, it's crazy. What do you do? On the one hand, yeah, for you personally, your iser, how can I tell you to do an iser? How do you deal with, with this kind of thing? It's not simple. So I'll tell you what the Gedolim said about this, Shaila. I asked Rav Shachter, Rav Shachter said, a rabbi needs Ruach HaKodesh to pass on the Shaila. I don't have it. <laughs> okay, so that was that. Rav Zilberstein, Rav Zilberstein said as follows. He wrote me a, a long tshuva. If anyone wants to see it, I'll leave a copy here if you want. 
Um, and he lists all the Yisurim that, you, that this Kohen is violating if he does the vasectomy. Number one, in Yisur Sirus Do Raisa, he says. Number two, Chavala Begufo. Babakama, right, you say. You're not allowed to be Chavala Begufo. Not so passionate. The Rabbim writes, the Yisur Chavala is Derech Nitzayim. Is if it's done in a combative way. If he's doing a surgery that he asked for, it's not so passionate, that's called Derech Nitzayim. I would, I would sooner think paintball is Derech Nitzayim, because that's, that's Mamish meant to mimic a war. Okay. Number three, he violates Es Hashem Elokech Oh, come on. No, he says, it's a Bir Alach. A Bir Alach in Kuf Chav Ches says that if a Kohen walks out before Duchning because he hates Duchning, he's violating Es Hashem Elokech So it says, Rav saying, Kavachomer, a Kohen who makes it that he'll never be able to Duchning again. It's in violation of Es Hashem Elokech And number four, there's a major discussion whether Isra Atalas Mumbakachim applies to being Matul Mum in the Kohen. See, matul mum in the behema, yeah. Maybe being matul mum in the coin also is nisra talas mum. Aye, isn't it better to minimize the iser, the ran, with the shechting my cow in the backyard versus eating the nevela? Rav Zilberstein says, yes, when you're a cholash yeshbal sakana and you have to do an iser. But when you're just choosing to do an avera because you have yetzer hara and you don't want to divorce your shiksa wife, that's it. We don't say, we say, don't do an avera. And Rav points out, Gemara Nedarim Davchav says that if someone is over al niziruso, Beisdin is einis kakinlo. What does it mean einis kakinlo? Beisdin doesn't is not going to help him be matir the nizirus. Well, we don't be matir nizirus. You don't care about the nizirus anyway. You you flagrantly, blatantly violated your nizirus. Now we're going to be matir your nizirus. The Gra explains Chashmishpasim Chavav that that's a pshat in the Marik quoted by the Ramah over there, that somebody who goes Larkos, someone who brings his court case with another Jew to a, to a non-Jewish court, and it doesn't work out the way he wants, and then he shows up to a base, and the base says, no, get out of here. Why? You, you were, you were the whole institution of base. You just went Larkos. Now, we're, now you need us. Ain't this cock and low. So says, same over here. He's going to make a mockery of the whole system, and then we're going to say, we're going to go along with it? It's, he points out it is different over there because over here it's a different Isser. For 40 years he's been married to a guy. That's one Isser. Now he wants to do a different Isser. But still, he says, the Ruach, the ruach Hadvarim you get. So he says we should threaten that we're not going to convert his wife if he goes through with this. And certainly if he doesn't get the procedure and they want to stay married, we can't convert her because you can't convert a girl who's going to marry a Kohen. Um... I spoke to Rav Asher Weiss about this, and not surprisingly, he held the exact opposite of Zilberstein. Rav Asher thought, what's he violating already? And this is Rav Amir Lakum. Not to minimize. The man's been married to a guy for 40 years. On his ledger up in Shemayim, you put one more Amir Lakum, and it saves him from the next 40 years of being married to a guy? Seems kind of worth it. Can't say that. Can't tell him that. But it's probably the best, the best result you're going to get. Rav Asher said something unbelievably sensitive. He said, you know, sometimes in these far-flung places, the Shein Stiyiv in the entire neighborhood is married to a guy. The most committed, sweetest Jew. He said he visited Moscow. The sweetest, best Jew in the whole neighborhood. The one that runs the whole shul, takes care of everything. He's married to a guy. He didn't know. He grew up with nothing. 
He didn't know. He really had no idea what the, 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 the Chomer is. His, he's now 70 years old. His wife is disabled. She raised all his children. She stood by him all these years. So he said to Rav Ashri, he said, what am I supposed to do? I can't afford to support two households. So I should throw in the street like a dog after all these years? So Rav Ashri said, tell me, how am I supposed to answer that question? I don't know. <laughs> it's a hard question. It's a hard question to answer. It's very sensitive. But you can't be married to a guy. So he said, if, if, if this guy has an out, we can't tell him. We can't tell him to do the series. But to look the other way while he does it, this is going to be the best result. So he thought that, that you can't be Megayim al to, to live with a Kohen, but, but, but if he makes himself not a Kohen, then that, that, would be the, that would be the best thing. I spoke to my brother about it. My brother thought that really the best thing to do is find out that he's not a Kohen. So how do you do that? There are poskim. There are, there are rabbis that are notorious for this, but there are actually respected poskim that are fairly notorious for postling people's kahuna on uh, flimsy evidence. Maybe find one of those guys. If you need suggestions of names, whatever, not for recordings. But there are poskim that have, <laughs> that have such a reputation that they'll postle someone's kahuna. That's probably your best way to go. Show that his grandmother was a shvuya, you know, I don't know, something. You figure something out. If you can't do that, then you can't tell him to violate an Isra. My brother brings a very interesting raya um, from a Gemara Sanhedrin. Gemara Sanhedrin, the Vayindala, discusses whether Goyim are commanded in Kiddush Hashem. So it tells the story of Elisha and Naaman, that Naaman, who is a guy, commits himself that he's not going to worship Avodah except when he needs to accompany the king, where he's got to bow down along with the king to Avodah because the king would kill him. Uh, if he wouldn't, uh, if he wouldn't bow down to the Avodah so he tells Elisha, you know, I'm an Anus, but you know, I'm going to bow down to the Avodah when I go with the king. So Elisha says, Leich l'shalom, So Rashi explains, Naaman wasn't asking Elisha what to do; he was going to violate the Avodah when he needed to, whatever Elisha would say. But Elisha should not have told him it's okay if it really wasn't. The fact that Elisha said it was okay shows that Goyim are not mitzvah in Kiddush Hashem. The fact that Elisha said it was okay shows going not mitzvah and What do you see from there? That if it's not okay, it's also for Elisha to say it is okay. So if there is an iser, you're not allowed to tell the guy that there's no iser. So when he asks, you can't say do what you see fit, or I don't know. You have to say the halacha forbids getting a vasectomy. But you should know the iser of living with a non-Jewish woman is a worse iser than the iser of getting a vasectomy. And leave it at that. Both are forbidden and terrible. This is more forbidden and more terrible. And then he'll likely get the vasectomy and stay married to the woman. But that's it's a sad, unfortunate reality. But that's probably the, uh, the best case scenario given these circumstances.